Yo, yo. What's good in the hood? What is good in the hood? Uh, it is good to get out of my house. I've been in my house way too much on um, working from home and trying to self-quarantine, social distance. So it is very How nice. How much distance have you had for most people? Um, I can probably say really good. Have you I, been following the rules? I have been, yeah. What's the rule? Stay at home. Like literally above the freeway, it's stay home. What's stay six, six feet away from each other. Okay, but technically, with, with how many people? Like zero people, right? Under twenty five, under ten. I don't know. I figure if I'm just working at home all day and staying at home, like I'm, I should be within the rules. Right. Technically, I had sure. to explain this to my wife though. Technically, um, Apigee Ape is an LLC in Oregon, so we are at work. We are at our workplace, so we're not breaking it's the true. law. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to figure out here tonight kind of where we had the opportunity for the podcast and we thought, well, what exactly do we want to accomplish by by doing this podcast tonight specifically? What do we want to end on? What's the good note? What can we do to have a positive action outcome? And so we've been tossing around a lot of different ideas about just community and organization and how we could tie in together all these different businesses into everyone really helping each other because that's one of those things that yeah. we're starting to see right now is everybody's pitching in everywhere. When the president gave his address today, he talked about how none of these, like Ford and everybody, they just immediately were super excited to just, yep, yeah, we're going to do everything that we can to, to make sure that everybody has what they need. And they're just going to start making the masks and just do do what they need to without the president having to step in and say, yes, you do have to, which he could, yeah. which I think is amazing. It just shows that at the end of the day, we really are all in this together. This is something that affects us all, and we need to figure out how to get over all of these things and all of these problems that we've had, and these big companies are evil, and we'll... Thank God they make all this money that they just have all of these things that they can now use for us. Um, so I hope that we start to figure out how to just talk to each other a little bit more efficiently through this whole process when it's all said and done. No, I'm super, uh, super proud of a lot of local places. You know, um, surgical masks have been an issue with getting a hold of them. And we have guys 3D printing in their garage right now, surgical masks, and that's just fantastic. Um, there's two spirits companies in Albany that are making hand sanitizer that now, you know, hand sanitizer is three ingredients. Do we, so do you know which companies those are? Yeah. Uh, Spiritopia. Spiritopia. And, and they're like those little airline size bottles. Um, and they're giving them away for free. Actually, if you go to their showroom, you can get one for free per they're person. in Albany. Uh, they're in between Albany and Corvallis. Okay. Yep. And then Vivocity, who used to be about 20 feet away from Spiritopia, yeah, but it's in Albany proper now, is um, making large size hand sanitizer with more of like a pump action. So awesome. um, super proud of both those companies stepping up, really pitching in and um, doing that. I mean, there's so many people. I had a neighbor today that um, went grocery shopping for another neighbor. Him and his wife are very sick. And so that other neighbor went grocery shopping for them. And I just think that's fantastic because both parties were doing the responsible thing. Right. You know, we don't want sick people going out and grocery shopping. We want them to stay home. And unfortunately, you know, you're going to you're gonna need groceries and utilities after some time. 
Yeah, and this is an exciting time for business developers and people that have had a lot of ideas to start to explore the new the new wave of technology that can really deliver. Because this thing, it, it doesn't sound like it's going to go away anytime soon. In the minds of business people have not stopped or slowed down in this time. They've only sped up exponentially trying to figure out what's the next thing. Am I going to be out of this job? What do I need to do to plan ahead? So the wheels, the wheels are in motion of whatever we come out of after this whole thing is going to be different than whatever we had. It's not going to be the same because new technology is going to be emerged. Jobs are going to be eliminated and changed and automated. There's a lot of technology right now that has been, I wouldn't say held back, but it hasn't been necessary, especially in a good economy, to replace a lot of jobs with a robot at this point, but now is a real good time to probably do that if you're a business. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not that it's a good moral choice, but it's a good money choice, which is at the end of the day, if you want to keep anybody in a job, sometimes that's the evil that you got to take. And But there is new opportunities through that as well. So as there starts to be that robot that replaces somebody, well, somebody's got to write that software and somebody's still got to sell that to the franchise. And so there are still other opportunities out there. And we just kind of are, we're we're going to create a different set of rules to play by when this is all said and done. Uh, Like... Are we going to just be giving so many social hugs and handshakes to random strangers? I've always thought it was gross to shake a lot of people's hands anyways, just watching guys go out of the bathroom. Like, we know that guys are gross. Mm -hmm. We all know it. We all see guys leave the bathroom (laughs) all the time. 70% of men do not wash their hands after they go pee. Seven? 70. Seven zero. 70% of men don't wash their hands after they go pee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, it's true too it is i know it's true i mean it makes you think you know do i wash my hands after i go pee <laughs> seven times out of ten or am i on the three out of ten so um just we just all, think about that a little bit know. yeah <laughs> every guy's like oh, it depends know. on the environment right exactly it, it yeah. depends on the environment yeah i'll be honest yeah is it two in the morning yeah sometimes i do if it's somebody's house like you don't know of course you don't wash your hands if see if, i feel like, yeah, like it would almost be more comfortable not to like i don't want to touch all their stuff and i don't know which towel you're allowed to to yeah. dry your hands off with and it's like uh, there's always that one towel in the random stranger's house too that like it's like the, the Christmas the Christmas towel that's been there since 1996, <laughs> and it's just got the little the bow and the like. Are you really supposed to wipe your hands on that thing after? <laughs> I just I don't know. Yeah, Amber's it, grandmother gave us towels with uh, hand lace uh, sewn on lace on the bottom, and yeah, those aren't real towels; they're just for looks. Yeah, and they're not supposed to use them. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just people are really stepping up. You know, I, I talked I to it. three business owners today, uh, really four, and um, these are all businesses with ten to five employees, or maybe two or one. Um, the one of them is offering free delivery now. That's a pet store. It's an awesome pet store in Albany, uh, Stif- Sniffinies, and uh, they don't actually sell animals, but they sell supplies and food mm-hmm. and everything, and um, they're just amazing. And they're doing free delivery. Um, and that's a great way, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you get your list and then you go run your route. Um, and it's a great way to keep income coming in. Another one, 
And I mean, some of these people are almost in tears and it's so sad because these are friends. These are business people. You know, these are people that sponsor sports teams in town, even, you know, with the, the few extra dollars they have. She's out. I told Amber today, she looked like a, uh, this business owner looked like a, um, what do you call those people that stand outside of a comedy club and barkers? Is that what you call them? Like in like barkers. try to get people to come in like oh, a carnival barker promoter. I don't know. A promoter. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she was, she was out on the sidewalk. Hey, we are open. You know, she'll come to your car and take your order and then goes inside and they make it and she brings it back out. You never leave your car. Um, and it's a brick and mortar. They don't have a drive through, you know, it's in a historic building. And another one, she is open, has her doors open all day long. So you don't have to touch the doors. They're still cleaning every surface. Um, they've set up their cash registers now where you're six, seven feet away from the customer. Um, there's multiple uh, cash registers, even one outside. Mm-hmm. And so people are really trying to be inventive. There's um, Boober Eats now too. Really? Yeah. Where the strip clubs in Portland or some of the, some of the girls, I guess, anyways, just they're going to deliver you fruit and their boobs. Yeah, that's that's Portland for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but everybody's got hey, a thing. Th- th- but that's know? that creative edge that everybody needs. Yeah, that's I mean, what we need right you now. You have to keep your business thriving. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You got to do what you got to do. Now is the time for that ad- adaptation and those changes to occur. We're gonna. We have. I have two months in my business at least, and probably another six weeks of downtime. And in that downtime. There's changes that are happening into the structure of everything that we're doing mm-hmm. as time progresses because we have other things to do. We are reevaluating the holes in our game. And whatever emerges after this from businesses that survive the storm is going to be different. And the people that have had the screws and the pressure just really applied to them during this point, this is where they are. people are forced to be creative and if you just lost your job and you can't feed your kids, like you've got a chip on your shoulder to do better. And this is a time where those ideas start to pry out of people and to come to fruition. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what the next, like 10 years from now, mm-hmm. we're going to be having conversations about like the crazy, like, do you remember when this happened? And then this company and this thing happened out of that. Like, we don't even know where it's going to go. And, but whatever we do when we come out of this, I really do believe that in the short term, before we lose sight of this, that it is going to be a really good opportunity to, while it's here, just take notice and take inventory and make just changes to our own lives about just community and togetherness with our with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. I've been walking my dogs around and just kind of seeing some of the neighbors outside. It's like just having a conversation with somebody from our six feet of distance. <laughs> it's just, I never would have said hi to those people before. Mm-hmm. Never. And they wouldn't, you know, and vice versa. But it's now it's like, hey, you know, how's how you treat, how's the apocalypse treating you? That's <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, well, it sucks. How's yours? Well, that's pretty, pretty bad for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that kind of reminds me of, um, you know, there's such a need out there right now of to be able to swallow your pride a little bit. You know, um, yeah. I didn't grow up in a very, wealthy household and you know sometimes you had to take a nap for dinner you know you knew what hot dogs for dinner were or pancakes a lot of pancakes <laughs> and i know it doesn't look like it now but um you know there are people unfortunately you know you may have just bought a brand new truck and you live in a really nice three hundred thousand dollar house and you and your wife may have just got laid off 
it's it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go and get um, some assistance when you need it. You know, it's absolutely okay. That's why it's there. You know, would it be a little embarrassing, you know, using an Oregon Trail card with a brand new Tundra? Yes. But honestly, it's more important to feed your kids than it is to go hungry, you know. Right. And I I do believe at the end of the day, there is enough food to go around. There is enough water to go around. And if we're just, we treat the situation as compassionately as we are right now, those resources are going to get to the people that need them. Yeah. And that's what I like seeing right now. But you have to be able to ask for it. And nobody's going to come yeah. up to you and be like, hey, do you need this? Um, but that's where we also need to watch ourselves, you know, because we've all been that person, uh, you know, at Fred Myers getting groceries and we notice the person in front of us using an Oregon Trail card with a brand new, you know, Louis Vuitton purse. Well, nobody's going to expect that person to loot, you know, go sell that purse or whatever, but you don't know their situation always. You know, yes, there are people who abuse the system, but we need to not be judging each other right now because we don't know each other's situation. You know, there's 3.3 million people laid off last week. We could probably double that this week. Yeah, and that was last week. That was last week's reportings that we got this Thursday. Yeah. So where are we? Who knows? And it, not to say that it doesn't matter, but if that matters to you while you're in line, you have a real problem. It's that's it's not on the person's back that has the card. If you're looking at that person like they're a piece of shit, you're the one that has the problem because you're the one that's judging them because some some reason. So, but I don't think that that's where we are right now. I, I really don't. I think that we flip this switch. People are flexible and we can be a lot of different things. We can be angry and aggressive and violent and manipulative. And we can also be compassionate and caring and kind and self-sacrificing. Uh, we have this weird collective community where we just buy into the buy into whatever we think that we need to to keep everything going. Mm-hmm. And if that's negativity by nipping the other team in the heels to raise up our team by keep it to keep us going that way, that seems to work. But when it seems to be, well, what we need to do to keep us going now is to feed everybody, we seem to be capable of that too. So we need to find those ways to just harness that within ourselves and apply that to an everyday practical manner. And this is a downtime where we should just start having the conversations about how we need to live our lives accordingly to be the best of our nature. Because yeah. we, ha- we certainly have a nature. Mm-hmm. There's not been a time, and there's not been a period of time in human history where we haven't been at war with each other somewhere. Certainly as a nation, as the United States has always been the way, but that's not just us. It's every group of yeah. people everywhere through backwards through time. We're violent if we're ignore some basic principles and i think now just might be some time to look back and be like well why were we so angry at each other really six months ago why are we so nice to each other now are we just gonna forget that again like we did after september 11th because i remember that too yeah we were talking about that a minute ago yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so like a flag in every window was the same flag i remember the statesman journal there was Mm -hmm. a flag that they sent out and it was in the back of every car in every house just boom for years and years after that too and it was that sense of community like yes we are americans yes we'll get through that this time we're doing that on the level of a planet i feel like and that gives me a lot of hope that we're like we as a planet are now actually all hurting all together in the same thing 
And because we're the same freaking species of ape, this is our very first opportunity to be like, whoa, what are we really all fighting with right now? Because this shit comes for us all now. Like we are all in this together. No matter what our actions are, all of us are on this together now. So let's figure it out because we're all we're we're not done hurting, and this thing isn't gonna. This is the first virus too. This isn't even gonna be the next thing. We're lucky that this thing isn't as bad as some of the other ones that have been. Yeah, for sure, like Ebola. Mm-hmm. Like, good look. Thank God this one's not Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're 100 percent right with a herd mentality. You know, like when a when a lion comes at a herd of wildebeest, they panic, and um, some get ran over, and that, and that happened here. You know, I think it's starting to calm down. I think a lot of stores took um, precautions and only allowing certain amount of people or limiting certain items to an amount. Um, so I think that has yeah. really helped um, because there was panic in the beginning um, with hoarding and stuff like that. But I think we've, I think we're going past that now. I think we're good. Um, I think the stores really stepping in and taking charge of those things has helped quite a bit. I think that some of that stock is slowly coming back. It looks like, mm-hmm. which which I really, I appreciate that a lot. I, the nice thing about everything being shut down is it seems to be that everybody bought a lot of stuff right away to stock up. And now they're kind of at home burning through that stock a little bit. And then slowly going out and buying a few supplemental things just yeah. to stay, get out of the house every three days. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. it all out. Like I wasn't smelling very good this morning, and I just—I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm just really proud. I mean, we have uh, there's a kind of little small local celebrity in my town, and she started um, her own little kind of podcast. You know, it's Facebook Live, and she has a guest on there, and they talk about things that are going on with them and the community. And gosh, it's just such a nice little like half hour break in the middle of the day. And like today, one of my friends text me a picture of her watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm watching it too. So it's just really nice to get that social emotion. You know, Americans have a lot of social emotional needs and issues right now. They do? (laughs) So it's nice to um, engage and interact when you're stuck at home for three or four days at a time. Like you only go outside to fire up your barbecue or or mow your grass. It is really hard just to stay home. Yeah, it really is. You know, one of the things that I, one of my dumb nerd projects that's been in the back of my brain for a long time is trying, is like, what would it take? Because it seems to be groups of people gravitate naturally towards groups of about 100 people. And so what if we created a society or sections of a large society that more or less grouped people in certain arrangements that were self-sustaining? So like this neighborhood of 100 people, this is what a neighborhood needs to be. It needs to have a community center where there's some sort of a like little powwow community mm-hmm. garden, but like these 100 people, if whether or not it was a virus or anything else, like that plot, that neighborhood is completely self-reliant off of the grid. But then like there's this one, and somehow we could build this self-sustaining structure where maybe there was a larger commerce center in the middle, but if it, but if it ever just the apocalypse really ever came, the individual community could actually still shut down, mm-hmm. but somehow maybe communicate with each other. Well, I mean, within this world, of course, they still could. Uh, so, 
what would that actually look like? How much space would a family of, you know, five or ten or however we needed to structure that entail? How much water, how much solar panels or how much irrigation? How what exactly would that contain? So and I'm sure it would look differently in different climates too. whatever would work here in the valley mm-hmm. probably is not going to work in Phoenix. So, you know, be, keeping those sorts of things in mind, like why? Why should a house in Oregon be the same as it is in the middle of the desert in the United States? Yeah. I, it shouldn't. And then there are there are different materials out there. I know that in New Mexico, when I've been out there, there's a lot of like the stucky, the stucco. Stucco, stucco yeah, yeah. Kind of the adobe-styled houses mm-hmm. and things, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of really neat history out there. If you ever there is. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and same thing with Florida, you know, in hurricane country. Uh, a lot of the houses are made from like cinder block, like cron- concrete sure. block with stucco, and you know everybody has uh, sh- plywood cut out for the size of their windows, and they number their windows, and you just keep that plywood in your garage, and hurricane season comes, and you already have pilot holes drilled, and you just board everything up. Yeah, but yeah, I mean there are, I think in my neighborhood, so there's 211 houses in my neighborhood. And it's a very diverse group of people. And we do a very good job um, taking care of each other. We really, I mean, trust me, my neighborhood has some HOA issues. That so it's are how many houses? 211 houses. So how many people? I'm not sure how many people. So, so you probably, probably average that out to like four people per house. 1,500 or at least 2,000. Maybe. And, uh, you know, sure, yeah, the, the neighborhood really bickers sometimes, but they really come together. Uh I had a coworker that lost her father the other day and her sister lives next to one of my neighbors and him and I are really good friends and I know her and him are really good friends. And so I called him and I said, Hey, can you go check on your neighbor? You know, in just the next couple of days, you know, I know this happened in her family and he goes, Oh wow. Yeah. We're really good friends with them. I'll definitely, you know, text them and see if they need their dog let out or, you know, Hey, do you guys, if you guys need anything at all, you know, let me know. Um, a trip awesome. to the post office or anything. So our neighborhood really works well like that. Um, people have gone and got groceries from each other or taken care of. You know, I know people have gone over and trapped uh, nutrients in other people's yards and that are having problems. And so I think uh, micro on the micro level, some neighborhoods have done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly taking care of each other's needs in in that regard. That's certainly something we can do in the short term. Uh, you know, over the course of the next hundred years, I think we're going to be forced to be love to be to live a lot different because this it doesn't sound like this way we the flu is done for potentially months. Yeah, and again, this has happened that I can remember in my lifetime. I'm 34 years old. I can remember it happened. This is the third time that I remember this happening, and it just happened. Well, fourth, no, because <laughs> there was. Yeah, let's see. There was Ebola, there was the swine flu, and then there was uh, SARS. Like H1N1 it, and bird flu? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. well, SARS was the bird flu, and uh-huh. then the H1N1 was swine flu. Okay. And now we got the bat flu. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, um, I don't know. Yeah. Ebola was... No, well, the, the and, Ebola was the monkey flu, right? And, Is and, Ebola uh, monkey? In the Pacific Northwest, we had measles really bad about a year ago. Um, measles was really well, bad here people were in the vaccine. Pacific Northwest. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we found out who wasn't. Yeah, you know? yeah we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. And so, um, in measles, 
Do you remember when we were kids and our parents used to tell us or bring us to measles parties? No. Uh-uh. No? You no. don't remember measles parties? Yeah, I had chicken pox that way. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Pox parties, too. Uh-huh. Like The pox and the yeah. measles parties, like those are the things. And yeah. like <laughs> but no, never measles. Uh-uh. Mm. But yeah, definitely chicken pox. Gosh. I think I think I scraped by because I uh, somehow with the I think that I scraped by that I didn't have to get stuck in one, but for sure that my parents were old school enough that like I'd <laughs> I'd been forced to be a survivor or not at that point. Our parents are gonna text us after this and be like, Stop talking about being poor and stop talking about sending them measles parties. Oh, like well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, is what it is, huh? Uh-huh. So there's just so, been a lot of good people there starting has. to step up. It's really nice to start seeing that. Um, wish the media would get a little more behind that. I think we're all a little sick and tired of the negativeness. So I think well, it's it, time it'll to start. spin around and people will get bored of it. That's what happens. Is if it doesn't change, there's something else to change into. So they'll. It's a business, and that's what everybody needs to recognize: is that the news is actually a business. It is. It's a business, and there are certain things and qualities in human beings that they sell to. You just got to know that. <laughs> and if you don't know it, I'm sorry. But, hey, there's there's a lot of good stuff happening. People, I believe we're more good than bad. That's how we've come to be the most successful species on Earth. We are more good than we are bad. We are capable of it. When there are hard times, everybody comes together. We all chip in. And so we need to continue the conversation of what can we do? What do we have to give? Uh, how can we continue to give and be better? So um, ending on that, mm-hmm. I guess maybe we'll kind of try to at least wrap this up in the next couple minutes. Just keep in mind, you know, like, hey, if there are ideas and things that we could unify maybe, um, or businesses that want to uh, share some of those resources, whether it's toilet paper orders or whatever they need to do, that um, um, we want to continue to have that conversation about how we can make some of those logistical things happen because we want that to really be the focus of this overall mm-hmm. Apogee 8 picture is that we are a unification of the good in people and what we can capture within ourselves for other people. So what we have to give, let's give, let's help. Now's the time. We all feel it. We all want to, we all appreciate it. And it makes us feel good when we sacrifice something for somebody else. So uh, we're going to continue to have the conversations about the logistics of how to make some of those things happening. A lot of my plans before all of this flu took us out had a lot to do with getting together to do things because that's how we are. Um, and we'll get through this and we'll be able to do that and rebuild. But in the meantime, I think that there probably are some other ways that in smaller numbers that we can still do a lot of stuff. And I, I don't think I told you, I volunteered us and a couple other guys to go help. Um, there's a historic hotel and it's just kind of trashed in the inside. So I volunteered okay. us to go help Sweet. clean it up for one of our friends actually um, that she's leasing it or kind of purchasing it. So signed us up for that. Also, I would Perfect. applaud the groups out there right now. Um, you know, your rotaries and Kiwanis that are helping local food shelters, uh, boxing up materials and stuff like that. But I'd also recommend saying, Hey, why don't you put us on the list quarterly? You know, let's, let's not make this a Thanksgiving or Christmas thing where we go and feed the homeless just on those days. 
like let's sign up for this quarterly or at least a couple times a year um and i just think that would make keep that impact that positive impact that we're making now keep that ball rolling absolutely absolutely um, so with that, I guess maybe should we wrap it up? We're yeah. looking episode at three right here in the books. 20 minutes, almost 30 minutes. So cool. cool. Well, all right. That is episode three. So we will see you, uh, at some point or another. All Bye. Right. Thanks.